What a moment, right? Um, when a shopping mall becomes a sanctuary and a regular Sunday becomes a Christmas celebration. That was small potatoes to what happened 2,000 years before that in a little town called Bethlehem. This is how Luke tells the story. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. What follows, you all know, because we just, Alexander just read that for us. Now comes the angel, and then comes the, the army from heaven that sings in a choir, and then the shepherds see this extravaganza, and, uh, and then they go, and there's a star as well. But, but I wonder if you noticed when we read the story that the whole story of the birth of Jesus just breathes this, this whole sense of normalcy. Just another day at the shopping mall. Joseph and Mary... They're just two weary travelers, dirty with road dirt, tired, like the others in Bethlehem, overcrowded little town, knocking on doors. They're playing with their phones, but they're not working because all the apps are down, no Airbnb available, nothing. Every door, sorry, sorry, no room, sorry, no room. One guy tries to be a wise aleck uh, with, with, uh, with Joseph when Joseph says, please, can't you make room? I mean... My wife is pregnant. And the guy says, well, not my fault. Joseph says, well, not my fault either. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't help that. <laughs> Thank you, Desmond Tutu. It's, uh, he told that joke first. Uh, and at last, some guy says, well, we have no room in the inn for you, but we have a stable. And there they are in the stable. Didn't matter that Mary was carrying the child of God in her body. There was no exception made for them, no special treatment, nothing. It was just a regular Joe and his Mary. Two normal people from a normal little town called Nazareth, struggling with their normal everyday lives, what am I going to do with this baby? I never expected this. The town is not happy with us. All of this, just normal and Norma from normal Nazareth. Normal has calluses on his hands like Joseph. Norma, she has stretch marks like Mary. Norma sings a little off-key when she sings. Normal gets up in the morning when it's dark, goes to work, comes home when it's dark because he's trying to put food on the table to take care of his family. Norma gets the kids out the door and sighs when she looks at the day and wonders, how am I going to get through the day? Because look at, look at the laundry already. 
So here's the thing. Normal and normal have learned by now not to expect special treatment. Not to expect something extra. Not to expect to be taken from the back of the line and put in the front of the line. Because they're just normal. Like Joseph and Mary. And just like Joseph and Mary, they have often heard the words, Sorry, there's no room for you in the end. And maybe, maybe you've heard those words too. We have no job for you. We, we have no time for you. Oh, oh there's, there's no opportunity for you. Uh, sorry, no room. And behind the smile, there's the underlying line, because you're way too normal. That's why I love the Christmas story so much. Because just think of this for one second. When Jesus decided to come into this world, who did he choose? Who did he choose to be his mother and father? Who did he choose to bring him into the world? Just a regular Joe and his Mary. Just two normal folks doing their thing. Nothing fancy. Just Mary and Joseph. Now listen, God could have put on an extravaganza like nobody's business. The limousines could have been there. The lights could have been there. The red carpet could have been there. The Oscars could have all been there. But he didn't, did he? Because here's the thing for you and for me. Because Jesus, when Jesus came into this world as a commoner, it gives us commoners hope. That if Jesus wanted to do that, and that's his way he came into this world, he's still going to come into my life and to your life every day. And through us, he's going to change this world through regular, common people like me and like you. Because that's who God is. John helps us to understand that because somehow we think it just can't be. But John helps us. Luke starts right there. He starts with a manger and a stable and all that stuff. And then Johnny just takes that high flight and he goes right up there. John says in chapter 1 of John's uh, gospel, in the beginning was the word. Oh, does that remind you of, of something else? Can you remember the book of Genesis? How does that start? In the beginning, God created. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then he says that Genesis thing. And everything that was created was created through him. And there is nothing that exists that was not created through him. Do you get that? Who's he talking about? He's talking about that little baby boy called Jesus. Now imagine this for a moment. This is that same Jesus at the beginning of this world when there was zip zero nothing. And he spoke. And he spoke this whole creation into being. Just a word. And with his own hands, he took the stars and he, and he took the planets and he said, Oh, you beautiful red planet. I'm going to place you there. One day they'll call you Mars. Oh, you beautiful morning star. They're going to see you and know the morning is breaking. And you, moon... At night, they'll smile when they see your face, and you'll take care of the oceans. And you, beautiful sunshine, you'll give them some vitamin D, especially in Canada when they need it. 
And then he took a little bit of dirt and he made clay and he made a little, a little man thing. And he looked at this and he breathed into it. And God breathed his breath into this little clay thing. And it became flesh and blood and bones. And it lived. And God said, I love you. You're amazing. In the beginning, there was Jesus. And this is what he did. And then John says, no rabbi would write this, no theologian would think this out ever, because they could not dream this. John says in verse 14, this same God who did all of this, this same God, and the word became flesh, a person, a human being, and he moved into our neighborhood, and no one says there goes the neighborhood. He moved into our neighborhood. And he played hockey in the street, and he rode his bike, and he fell, and he scraped his knee, and he made Joseph and Mary anxious and angry, and he did everything that a boy would do. This God became flesh and blood, and he became what Alexander read more than once this evening, and he became Emmanuel, God with us. Why is that important? What does it mean? Anything that he says, I'm God with you. Well, here's the thing. If God, who decided, I'm going to leave heaven, I'm, gonna, I'm the king of kings, the lord of lords, I'm going to come down to this world. If he did that once, to show his love, to show us how he cared, it makes the promise for you and me that you and I can live from this hope that he still does that today that he still is God with me. Normal you, normal me, normal us. Will you take that? Will you hear that today? He's in you. He's with you. He's for you. That's who he is. My question when I was writing this was, why in the world would Jesus do that? Why? Why would you leave your throne with millions of angels singing your glory? Why would you leave your kingdom for a place like this, for people like this? There's, there's only one answer that, that makes any sense. God must think really highly of you and of me. God must really favor you. God must really think that you're very special. Emmanuel, God with us. Because you're not just normal, you're special. He died for you. Didn't just get born. That little boy would become a man who would die on a cross so that you and I can say, I love you, Jesus, because you loved me first. He died on that cross to walk not a mile in your shoes, to walk every mile in your shoes. He knows what it is. He's been here, done that, and he has all the stripes to show that. He has all the wounds to show that. 
He knows you. He gets you. He gets your life. He gets the difficulties. He gets the struggles. And that's why he said, I'm going to come down because I want to show you. I know you. I will be your Emmanuel, your God with you. God is with you in your struggles, my friend. God is with you in your fears, my friend. Hear that. God is with you when you look at the finances and you say, man, it's just going up and up and up. And I don't know if I'm going to make the mortgage. God is with you when your children hurt you or when your parents disappoint you. God is with you when you lie in your bed and you're all alone and the tears just come down your cheeks. God is with you. Not God might be with you. Not God is somewhere around in the neighborhood or God is the pie in the sky when you die kind of thing. God is with you. It's a present tense. God is present so that you don't have to be tense. You can just live. Will you breathe a little? Will you just take a nice breath and just smile and know Emmanuel? He's above you to take care of you. He's below you to carry you when you need to be carried. He's beside you to hold your hand and guide you. He's behind you to protect you. He's with you every step of the way. And I was just a little baby. But this baby made the angels sing. This baby made a new star shine in the sky. This baby is Jesus. Emmanuel. God with you. And when you walk with him and you listen closely, one day you'll hear the music. Amen. Let me pray with you. Oh, Father God, thank you for sending your son. Lord Jesus, thank you for saying, I'm okay, I'm going to go do this. Because you loved us from the moment you made us from the earth and the dirt of the earth. And you put your spirit and your breath in us. Thank you. Thank you that that love was so big that when we, when we were walking in the dark and we were lost, you said, I will be the light and the darkness will not overwhelm the light. And it does not. Because your light is with us. And you are with us. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to walk with us, to breathe in us, to remind us of who we are. Thank you, Lord, that there are so many moments, like that moment in that mall, when unexpected we hear the angels sing in our own lives, when least we expect. Moments when we walk alone and we hear the music, when you sing that you love us and that we belong to you. Thank you, Lord, as we continue our celebration. You are amazing, and we love you. Emmanuel, we love you. Amen.